dear listener, it's been simply seconds since we last spoke. When I last left you, I was heading for Edinburgh to look for my diabolically suave brother. Lyle Handsome Face Barrier, Esquire. Lyle has apparently also acquired a means of traversing the time stream. In his cryptic inscription on the novelization of the movie, quote, Star Wars, quote, brackets, episode four, brackets, a new hope, brackets, the director's cut, brackets, unabridged edition, brackets, quote, brackets, he thanked Quan Elizabeth I for her assistance with our little problem and said he took care of something for her in Edinburgh. Quick glance through my pocket guide to British royalty, which is standard issue for all British citizens of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth States, led me to believe that he did something involving Mary, Quorn of Scots, which, uh, uh, carry the one, brings us up to about now, to date. Yes, very good. Huh. So, uh, after you rewind to review that info dump, take notes, let us transition to scene two, and to sweet. The place? Edinburgh. The time? Uh, the time. Uh, the time. Hold on just a second here. Conduct the pocket guard again. And Okay, let's see here. Attacks, scandalous letters, and uh, we've got uh, Huguenots. Ooh, oh, Huguenots! Uh, and, uh, I wonder if there's any relation to astronauts. I'll have to look into that. Uh, let's see here. Alright, yes. 1567. That looks about like when things really broke down between the Royal Sisters Mary and Elizabeth. Onward to Edinburgh! 1567! On the rest, oh, you know what the show is about. We must go on! No time to lose! Well, listeners, I'm definitely inside some sort of large stone building. Probably a castle, and it's awfully green outside. I believe my device's time-space drive calculations have been completely restored. Huzzah! I'll just confirm with the first person that I see. Uh, excuse me, this is Edinburgh. Yes, right? Aye, tis. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Mm, uh, it doesn't look like they go for the, uh, the the big rough look up north. Probably a bit too chilly for tights as well, I suppose. Eh? Roughs. Tights. Ah, you're an actor. Nay, tis only March. The arts festivals don't come round till summer. Wait, uh... This may seem like a strange question, but, uh, uh, what year is it? Why, well, it's 1879, of course. Yeah, right. If you need medical help, the university has plenty of experts in all sorts of rare cases. 1879, oh dear. Oh, I wanted 1567. You see, I suspect my brother Lyle was one of Quan Elizabeth's investigators building a case against Mary Corn of Scots. You see, it all began about two and a half years ago. I see. You're off your nut. Right. Fortunately for you, the University of Edinburgh is at the forefront of everything scholarly, practical, and ahem, technological. Hello, Ewan. Arthur Conan Doyle here. I've got a right bomb pod in my room. Uh-huh. Lovely. Ta! Someone will be along soon to... Oh, now what? Your eyes are as big as saucers. You're Arthur Conan Doyle! 
Doyle, you created the modern detective novel. Well, aside from Edgar Allan Poe and Emil Gabriel, and then there was expect a bucket plot of Dickens' Bleak House, arguably, and actually Willie Collins was... You know, all right, the- all right. Now I've had just about enough of this nonsense. I'm right, Hoven. Can't you see I'm studying for my finals? I, well, I, uh, oh, 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 look, all right, uh, and your books, and, uh, all right, you're you're a student at this point right now, aren't you? Aye, I'm studying medicine, and I would like to continue studying, if you'd be so kind as to leave with the gentleman. What's coming up the stairs now with the fancy jacket, what goes on backwards? Oh, I see, uh, well, um, I'll just be going then. (laughs) No need to, uh... Bother the staff, of course. Uh, perhaps we'll meet again in, uh, say, ten years, or maybe fifteen to twenty. I'm not quite sure how your pro- career progresses. I'll have to check the encyclopedia for that one. Um, right. Well, um, studio. Ah, uh, good luck with your medicine. Hopefully, you'll find it quite dull and unfulfilling, and take up a more creative hobby. Ta-ta! Have a lovely full cram. The location was impeccably on the button, but the chronological position is erroneously counter-veridical. What could have caused this consternation? Fortunately, I've stumbled into quite the ally in determining the cause of my past, present, and future dilemma. Arthur Conan Doyle created Sherlock Holmes, the world's greatest detective. He must therefore be familiar with the field of deductive investigation. Hmm, pretty decent deduction there myself, if I may say so. You know, you may. Why, thank you, me. Oh, of course, you. I'm quite welcome. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, uh, I'm getting distracted with how fantastic I am. Anyway, uh, if I can acquire Doyle's assistance in solving this matter of good logical catastrophe, then perhaps I can get back to finding... Determining his intentions meddling with the time stream. Yes! Now! My onboard CD-ROM encyclopedia in Carter edition 1996 says that Doyle created Sherlock Holmes in 1886 but grew tired of him by 1891 and killed him off by 1893. Oh, that's a shame. So if I want to best leverage his logical loftiness, I should reach him at his home in 1890 in a place called Windlesham. It says in uh, Sussex. Right. Hopefully aiming for only 11 years into the future won't leave me centuries off course again. 1890, here we come! <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and as much as I would love for it to be true, the only evidence that exists points to it being a sham. Preposterous. These are people with real powers performing real miracles. How else would they know such facts as... My name is Niles Hawkins Bottomberry III. Is this 1890? Who the devil are you? And what you mean is it 1890, you dubber? It's 1920, of course. Something's still barmy in the pindle drift. Barmy in the pindle drift? Ugh. That's some right kick balking out of your gob, laddie. Your, your bum's in the wind out of your roster. Er, uh, excuse me, is this still English? I'm afraid I've only caught the pronouns and the prepositions. I didn't know can about this dunderhead. 
but I'm speaking the king's own. I don't suppose you have any subtitles around, or a translation book, or maybe one of those awkward voiceovers in a more understandable language that gets directly dubbed over the natively spoken one, thereby creating some sort of bilingual audio soup? Now that I understood. Hello, friend. Yes, it's true. It is I, Harry Houdini, the world's greatest escape artist and showman. Do you know Mr. Doyle? Uh, we've met briefly. I'm sure you don't recall. It was some time ago. Hang on a tick. I've seen this machine before. Hey, back in uni. You're that nutter! Why, you haven't aged a day in... It must have been about 40 years. Now this, this is magical, Harry. How do you explain that, Harry? Well, off the top of my head, I'd say that the man you met in college was this man's father, and he's simply taken the same equipment with him that his old man used back then. Simple, logical, and fake. <laughs> well, there's actually an even simpler explanation, one that segues right into why I sought out Mr. Doyle's assistance. You see, I'm a time traveler, and one having trouble right now with my time machine. As the creator of the world's greatest detective, I hoped that I could borrow your deductive reasoning to help me get to the bottom of it. Uh, of course! I remember now. You said, sir, back in 1879, was it? And I thought you were a loony! Oh, alright, so he's not crazy, he's just a fraud. Time travel is no more real than seances and magic. Ah, you would say that. So no one realizes your true supernatural powers. Arthur, I've told you again and again, it's not magical. It's just stagecraft, misdirection, and physical training. With the proper willpower and practice, anyone can do it. And the same goes for your mediums. Now, I've had real conversations with my dear boy from across the great beyond as well as my nephews and my brother. You can't fake that. The things they said were too specific. Arthur, 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 it's parlor tricks. It's parlor tricks, me boy. Any vaudeville mentalist can do them. I'm sorry, but it's not real. Once the mind is adjusted to the false assumption that psychic powers do not exist, then all reasoning power seems to become atrophied, as is the case in all bigoted Arthur. religions. Arthur, how long have we been friends? About ten years. A long time. And in all of that time, have I lied to you? Yes. Okay, bad example. Look, I've seen it. I've done it. The medium thing, I've disproved it countless times. It's fake. But the fact that you did it proves it's true. Um, excuse me, I really hate to break in, but it seems like this is a large debate that can be paused and picked up later. You're both famous as clever chaps, so perhaps you might both enjoy trying to puzzle out how to fix my time machine? Oh, well, that's simple. Dump it off of the scrapyard, wherever you got it. I'm sure you can get your shilling back for whatever that piece of junk <sighs> is. You're insufferable. Skepticism is healthy when weeding out the fake supernatural phenomenal from the real ones. But you take it too far. Tell me, Niles. Is your device powered by psychic auras? 
or by fairies? <laughs> well, uh, it's powered by alcohol, actually. Aha! There you have it. A drunken sot blacks out for his whole life, forgets what year it is. He's not even cognitive enough to even come up with a scheme to defraud you with. Stumbles in here with a garbage piece of technology and requests alcohol. Tell me this isn't garbage. Sir, I must protest! I can cog with the best of them, and this machine really does travel through time! And yes, it actually does run on alcohol. Actually, some of the most famous alcohol in the world, if I was to go into that. But uh, if you aren't willing to help me fix it, then perhaps you'd be good enough to be quiet while the esteemed author and I sort it out! Ah, well, you know what they say, lashing out is the last resort of a scoundrel drunk caught in his own lies. Could it be... A sort of greater consciousness of the universe guiding you towards your proper destination, do you think? Uh, pardon? You're a machine. Maybe you're not going to the time you want, but the time where you're meant to be. Destiny. You know, the guiding powers of the universe. Divine plan. Fate. Ah. Uh. I can't believe we're friends. That's because you don't believe anything. You left all the haggis up here in your noggin and full boil. And now there's no space for magical thinking. I, uh, I believe I can kick your ass. Sans magic. You can kick me arse. I'll yeah. Take, I'll yeah. take your arse out to oh, the moors. Oh, yeah, I can kick my ass. we'll head. see what the hoons yeah, think about that, it. How'd you like that? Take your arse out on the moors with the hoons. Dear listener, I'm going to hit pause until things settle down. Wish me luck. Hello, everyone. Lyle Handsome Face Barrier Esquire here. As the steamed and more world-renowned, or some might say universally renowned, member of the Barrier family, I'm here to talk with you about products that is near and dear to my heart. That's right, I'm talking about the one product that you'll never see me far from. Polish! Polish uses a time-renowned, internationally repudiated formula to help break down those stains and those concerns and viral needs that you've had building up inside of you for months and in some cases years. Having trouble with the finish on your car? Polish! Trouble in the bedroom? Polish! Issues with getting your cellular telephone to charge? Polish! Cellulite? Polish! Walking down the street and you trip? Polish! Problems with the Polish? Polish! Sour stomach? Polish! Inability to sleep at night? It's not sleep apnea, my friends. It's Polish. Unexplained pregnancy. Polish. Loose joints. Polish. Tight joints. Polish. Joints hurt all the time. Polish. Excessive weight gain. Polish. Excessive weight loss. Polish. Water on the knee. Thousand dollar fee. Polish. Latest installment of a franchise had insufficient fan service. Polish. 
latest installation of a franchise had too much fan service? Polish! Trust me, ladies and gents, ladies and germs, friends and foes all around. If you carry with yourself a little bit of Polish each day, you'll find the days brighter, happier, friendlier, and warmer than you would have imagined the previous one to be. For yesterday is but a fantasy dream. Today is all we can make of it with a handy dollop of Polish. Tester, tester, ah, good, very good, all right, there we are. Uh, well, uh, my kind, insightful, and attractive listeners, uh, Mr. Houdini uh, has finally left. Now, you might see he uh, <laughs> escaped the conversation. <laughs> escaped the conversation. God, Miles, oh, you're fantastic. With the chronoskeptic out of the way, I'm now able to get some time alone with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle to get to the bottom of my time machine's temporal malfunction. Ahem, Sir Arthur Conan! Uh, now that uh, Mr. Houdini is gone, uh, may I borrow your uh, deductive reasoning to construct some theories as to the cause of my device's current woes? Lovely! Hey, let's get to work. Oh, hang on. Back in a tick. Oh, hello, boys! Hello, hello, Lord Arthur, boy. Oh, hello. Hello. Come hello. in, come in. Mr. Barrier, I'd like you to meet my friends and cricket teammates. This is the creator of Winnie the Pooh, A.A. Milne. Oh, hello. And this is P.G. Woodhouse, the farcical novelist. Charmed. And J.M. Barry of Peter Pan fame. An absolute pleasure. It's, uh, it's, uh, lovely to meet you all. Uh, I am N.H. Barrier, the T. Niles and I were just sitting down to try and fix his time machine. He's another of my acquaintances who is gifted in the field of supernatural magics. Oh, not another one. Oh, brother. Oh, this will be a fantastic story. Yes, I must repair my device before I can uh, track down my brother. Lyle, handsome face barrier, Esquire. He's committed some mysterious acts in history, and I must find him, determine the restry of what he's done to affect all history, and whether he's caused any additional mysteries. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, audience, uh, did you hear that? Uh, that was a plug. Artists love plugs. Oh, not a bad plot, that. Lots of potential for complicated misunderstandings. Perhaps Lyle is the older, wiser brother who got all the sweet spots, and you're the more academic, less socially aware brother, whom he helps negotiate the world of romance, family dynamics, and shifty servants through a series of white lies that build on one another with hilarious results. Oh, no, uh, we're not really like that. Uh, he's he's the handsome one, certainly, but I'm the <laughs> charmer. Oh, it's terribly sorry. <laughs> Oops, excuse me. I bet he's a lovable, childlike fool who's always getting into scrapes and causing trouble. Then you're another fool, but a depressed one who only sees the flaws in his antics and not the potential for enjoyment. 
I'd bet your obsession with consequences spoils this fun, which is why you've become a strange. No, that's not it either. I mean, it's actually rather frighteningly close, though. I'm curse you, writers, for being so black and prescient. All right, fine. What about you, Barry? Want to take a go? I think that Lyle has used his time machine to fly away to a magical land where no one ever grows up. And you are a simple but clever suburban daughter of kind but dull parents whom she loves, but who also craves adventure into the stars with her little brothers. Um, yes, uh, that's it! Well, I was actually kidding, really. No, you're a simpleton, and I hate you! By the way, your entire franchise's only hope for redemption lies in a man by the name of Robin Williams. Shucks. Robin Williams? Anyway, Arthur, we came by for our weekly meeting to go over all the latest cricket statistics in the hopes that it will improve our dismal performances, both individual and collective. Oh, fantastic! You don't mind, do you, Niles? Uh, it's not a case of minding or not, it's a case of whether or not I actually am ever going to solve this and... Hello there, you right Cretans and bastards! This is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, inventor of the greatest detective the world has ever seen. And I'm here to tell you about the accent ague skewed for dialects. Do you have a podcast? Or a sketch troupe? Or some other pansy-wensy little waste of time with all your little artistic friends? That that you do on the weekends and the evenings instead of having a proper job like playing football or cricket. Well, then chances are you're gonna have to do a dialect or an accent sometime, huh? Well, then you ought to sign up for the Oxo Argue School for Dialecting. You have all sorts of the world's dialects right there at your fingertips, like. British, or Japanese, or even French. All you gotta do is get on your little googly wiggly box and type in, just sounds, type it in exactly how it sounds. The Oxa Agius School for Daleks. Put it in your little googly wiggly box and see what comes up and call them up and go there. And then tell you how to talk like anyone you want. Doyle, machine, repair, the rations have left, and perhaps now I can get word with Mr. Doyle about my device! Oh yes, the magical instrument of yours. Lovely. Tell me, is it powered by demons? Or by the ley lines, perhaps? Is it connected to the eight beams that lead to the tower? Please, Sir Arthur Conan. I need your deductive reasoning now, not your magical thinking. I'm quite desperate to repair it so that I can go back to the 1500s and thwart my brother Lyle. Ah, so it's a problem amongst your ancestors. You don't need a machine for that. My wife's a medium. <laughs> Just to say, that would be a wonderful place for a joke about a lady being extra large, wouldn't it? <laughs> you, sir. You get out with your fat shame and misogyny. Alas, is more than her measurements, you daft idiot. 
I suppose you'd like to go travel back and look at all the lovely Raphaelite paintings and tell Raphael the great Renaissance Italian master that, that, the all these Grecian goddesses could use a little bit of slimming. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear, I, 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 uh, uh, I did it, didn't I? I certainly did not mean to cause offence or belittle the fairer sex. I, I merely saw an opportunity for a pun, and upon further reflection, I do now realise... A pun? A pun? Oh, I can... Medium? Extra large! Ha 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 ha! That is quite good. Yeah, yeah. So, shall we ask the little woman to contact our spirit guide, Phineas, and have him talk to your brother? Uh, yes, fine. That seems like a perfectly rational thing to do. Yes, let's. <laughs> Oi, Jean, you got a customer. Ah, welcome, stranger. Do you seek to commune with the spirits of those who have passed? You can drop the show, love. He knows you're my wife. Oh, lovely. Much easier to focus without the foreign get-up. Now, who are we calling? I'm, uh, I'm trying to reach my brother, Lyle. And, and he's dead, is he? He actually won't be born for about another 50 years. Oh, then I don't think that'll work. He's got to be properly dead, you see. Ah, uh, yes. So I'll just go, shall I? Sorry, dear. That's okay. There's always a rose to go back to Bister! Ah, <laughs> uh, they do love a good catchphrase, don't they? A good... Right, oh, that's right. I completely forgot music hall in early era radio. Yes, wonderful. Yes, yes, I totally forgot. Yes, of course. Hilarious. I love this era. Audience, I hate this era. I'm sorry we couldn't help you find your brother, but I can take a look at your device if you like. Oh, um, are you an engineer? No, no. I'm a medical doctor, but I'm also tremendously clever. You are, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So, let's take a look. Hmm. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So you got a pair of Jeffrey's tubes leaning directly down into the temporal deplanator. Yeah, and that... That looks like a dilithium. Now how... Wait a minute, how is this? Ah, right there, yeah. <gasps> so that's how time travel works! Absolutely. Elegant and simple, isn't it? It's lovely! Now, from what I can see, it appears the vital energies are getting caught up in the dematerialization manifold which prevents the manifestation phenomenon from reaching the limits of physical energy. I think once the blockage is opened up, you'll have no problem with the spirit intake. Excellent. Wait, 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 just, just to confirm. Do you mean ghost spirits or liquor spirits? Uh, you know what, lad? I'll leave that one for you to figure out. I really appreciate it if you don't. Okay. Yeah, liquor. 
the devil's own alcohol. Although I do kind of wish Harry was here so we could make up a big song and dance about how your device can be powered by ghosts. That put him in a real awful tizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that too, honestly. Skepticism be damned. Uh, Sir Conan Doyle, you have my utmost thanks. Alright, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, with this repair, uh, I'm going to head off to find my nemesis. Thank you again so much for your- Absolutely. I'm always happy to lend a hand to strangers who barrage into my home. Say, hmm, before you go, tell me. Did your parents actually give him the middle name Handsome Face? Yes, actually, they did. It's a bit of nominative determinism at work there. To be honest, the man is a chiseled hunk. Huh. So, does the same determinism work with Higgins Baldom? Uh, well, well you, you see, uh, it's, it's actually more of a, uh, a family name, and, uh, well, that's what my mother told me, and, uh, Oh, hell. It's because of me, bum. I'll show you. I mean, why the heavens not? It's not like this week could get any weirder. Alright. Uh, alright. Uh, hold on. And then, if I, if I move this... Please, don't, I, I don't want... ...left cheek, you'll see that... Will you look at that? I've never seen one that... That, um... That, um... Well, Higgins, I suppose. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the pride of the barriers. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess after Lyle and everything he does. Speaking of which, well, yeah, speaking of which, let's speak of which. And no longer about me bum. We must figure out everything Lyle does. Our only clue is in this inscription in the book. He says Elizabeth helped him with all little problem, and that he took care of that thing for you in Edinburgh. And that's what brought you here. Yes, I thought it might be eliminating Mary Corn of Scots as a challenge to the throne. So I aimed for 1567. Oh, aye, aye, that is about when things really broke down twixt the royal sisters, Mary and Elizabeth. Right. But theirs was a stormy relationship for many years. There are accusations, possibly falsified letters, flimsy evidence leading to her arrest. This handsome face fella, he could have inserted himself in uh, any number of places. <laughs> ah, you Tory fandan. This is serious business. You shouldn't be giggling about the end of the monarchies in Great Britain. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, we just had a laugh about my end, and now Britain's end, and now his end, and we're butting in on each other. Wait, did you say the end of the British monarchy? Just what in the divine right of kings do you mean by that? You are a daft one, aren't you? I thought you knew about history. Uh, yes, but, but the end of the mon- End of the monarchy? End of the monarchy? Uh, uh, here, look at look at this pocket guide to British royalty. You see, after Mary Elizabeth comes James the First of England, who is also James the Sixth uh, of Scotland. Ah, aye, but James the Sixth was kidnapped as a wee laddie and never heard from again. That's it. That's where Lyle did a favour for Elizabeth. 
He kidnapped James VI so there wouldn't be a Scottish heir to the English throne. He must have done it before it was clear that she wouldn't have any babies. So, uh, what about the extended Tudor family or the Lancasters of the Yorks? Well, oh, there were a few third cousins twice removed and such, but they were mostly illegitimate. There was one who was a reeve in Shrewsbury, but he took too long to reach London, and the war had already started. What war? Well, when Elizabeth died, there weren't any heirs around, so France worked with the Scottish Privy Council and Parliament to invade England. What they didn't plan for, though, was that just because the Queen was dead, it didn't mean the military was too. England defended themselves successfully, and France retreated, while all the English and Scottish leaders were working on treaty terms. They realized that they were just fine without a monarch, and they decided to give them up for good. There hasn't been a Kong or a Quan for, uh, let's see here, what is it now, uh, let's see here, uh, right, and then, uh, let's see here, we bring this up to a derivative, and then, uh, as long as we apply the quadratic formula, then we've got to a squared equals b squared, and then we bring this back down, uh, that's, we've got to square root that back in, uh, uh, 300 years! There hasn't been a Kong or a Quan for th- over 300 years?! That's right. Well, I don't care for that one jot! I like representative democracy as much as the next man, but a Quan is a Quan. And a Kong is a Kong! And if we can have more of them, then that's bloody well nice! Wait, 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 wait. What exactly is it about the royalty that you like? Well, uh, they're shining representatives of all that Great Britain has come to manifest in the centuries past. And the divine right of kings and all that, and there's also, you know... I didn't believe there's truth in your words. You sure this isn't all rehearsed? It's absolutely not rehearsed, and you've got the the majesty of the Imperial Net. Uh, okay, fine. Look, it's the dogs. It's it's the little dogs. It's the short little corgis that dancing around the frumpy old queen. Oh, it's adorable. It's just so charming. They just they bounce around on these very little legs, and they always have smiles. Have you seen? Have you seen a corgi? They they can't but not smile. It's. Uh, it's, uh, I feel a sense of, uh, shall we say, uh, simpatico with them. Now that's very interesting. How you identify with weird dogs with nae purpose who frolic around stuffy old millionaires and shiny hits. Oh, you sound just like Lyle. Oh, he's bashing the monarchy, calling them a useless drain of taxpayer money that could be better going to the NHS. Blah, blah, blah. That heartless monster. We'll all show him too complete manipulating the existence of the offspring centuries dead rulers. Yes, to unhosed with Lyle unhosed. I'm going to go see Anne Boleyn and protect her from having miscarriages so there's going to be even more tuners and Lyle's secession will be more secure. It's the simplest possible solution. <laughs> Are you sure that's the simplest solution? Yes, obviously. <laughs> You wouldn't understand. You're a simple folk of the past. Wait a tick. Let me see that book. No, that book is only for... Oh, fine. What, what do you... Hmm. What do you see? Can, Interesting. Can I have a... Can, give me, can I have a turn? Give me the magnifying glass. I want a turn. This is my book. Oh, fine. Here, you dolt. Quit your pollen. Now, look at the inscription on the front cover. This... 
is a special ink made from a species of squid native to the Caribbean Sea. It was used in Nassau in Jamaica during the Republic of Pirates era of the early 18th century. So Lyle must have been among those pirates. Precisely. Now let me look at this stain in the book. Oh, thank heavens. I was afraid that all of that ghost foolishness meant Sir Arthur Conan wasn't as clever as Sherlock, but, 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 look, listen, listen, he is, he's very clever, isn't he? Oh, oh, he's so very clever. I thought so. This stain contains molecules of the powerful rum drink served at the infamous party thrown by the in infamous pirate informant Calico Jack Rackham. In the infamous, that's when you're infamous among infamous people. Uh, so what, what was so infamous about that party? Where the drinks, man! The drinks were so strong that when it was raided, they were all too solid to resist. They all surrendered. Not only was Rackham arrested, but so were the well-known lady pirates Mary Reed and Anne Bonny. That rum concoction was considered so unlucky that it was never made again. And this stain in this book is in all likelihood the only bit of it remaining on Earth. That is fascinating. So then Lyle must have been hanging around with Calico Jack, Mary Reed, and Anne Bonnet. I'd say so. Jack and Mary were partners for some time before Anne came along, though. So she's the one to talk to. Aye. She might not be as loyal. Uh, thank you, Sir AC. Aye, of course. Here's your book back. I expect you'll be wanting to get going. You checked the hole, right? What hole? <sighs> the hole on the back of the book. Yeah, the hole in the back of the... Hold on, just give me that. Oh, look, there is a hole. <sighs> Let me see the book, you twit. Well... We can tell from the diameter of the hole and the singeing of the pages that it's a bullet hole. Right? Uh, right. Now wait a minute. Ah! There is your bullet. I believe I've seen these before. Aye, when the Buffalo Bill Show came through town. Must have been, oh, 20 years ago. Annie Uckley had him made special for her sharpshooting show. I believe Annie's still alive. Somewhere in the States, Maryland or North Carolina, something like that. Oh, she's over there teaching girls how to shoot guns and trying to make women's rights a thing. <laughs> oh, the daft bird. The views of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle regarding the important and incomplete steps towards full equality between the sexes do not reflect the beliefs and values of this podcast or the Thanks for the Money podcasting network. Thank you for supporting our family programs, and thanks for the money. Annie must have shot at that Lyle and hit this book instead. Huh. That's fascinating. It's a shame he was carrying the unabridged director's cut edition. The bullet stopped here at page 871. Well then, it appears that I'm involved to visit, uh, there aren't any other clues in this thing, are there? No, I believe that's all. Good, good. Ahem. Well then, uh, it appears that I'm off to visit Annie Oakley, 
and Bonnie and Anne Boleyn. Then just in time for the episode 10 season 1 finale as well. Join me next time, dear listeners, for <laughs> the anniversary. Who are you talking to? Shut up! On the restory of history's mysteries. The Restory of History's Mysteries was written, starred, directed, generally uh, mangled, and uh, distributed LLC by myself and by you, Dan Grubb. That's me! And, Yay! Uh, Yay! I did it! You did it this one time, and many other <laughs> times too, actually. Um, oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Um... Let's see here. Also, in this episode, uh, Sarah Seeds showed up again. Uh, many thanks to Sarah. Yeah. For um, uh, repeatedly suffering us as fools. Um, she's <laughs> done uh, Joan of Arc for us. Uh, she's now done Jean. Um, we, we just love working with her. She has a uh, little independent web series, which is now on Amazon Prime which is called Riding the D with Dr. Seeds. <laughs> and the show is really awesome. Uh, I've had a chance to check out an ep episode or two and I really love it. Um, the show, uh, if I understand correctly, and this is where I may have to correct this uh, next episode, um, is actually, it has been nominated uh, for Best Outstanding Independent Comedy Series in the Emmys, in the television awards. I know, right? Which means that That's we know some legit awardage. Yeah, we know somebody like actually famous, which is surprising for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that is hugely exciting. Yeah, that's really cool. And we're re we're both really happy for her. And uh, when you get famous, you gotta say, "I knew you then." Um, <laughs> what else we got going on, Dan? Uh, like Rama. Why don't you tell us about Like Rama? We have our other. We have our other podcast, the Dan and Aaron Lycorama, which comes out every two weeks on Mondays. Um, the most, the one, there's one August 24th, and then there will be one September 7th. And then you can do the math after that. Uh, the five that we have up so far, um, there is The Hives and the goon show and the young ones and the something in intercabulator uh, the turbo encabulator and the number stations the, the turbo encabulator yeah and number stations and yes. those both were uh yeah the, uh, those were both new to me and i thought they were very intriguing and cool yeah it's their show where we just like stuff and talk about how much we like it and and blather on about uh, the history of it, where it comes from, how we found out about it, why it's so great, and why it's, we love it's it. Just, it's just a love fest. Yes. We got... uh, and we have two more in the can. Uh, probably when this goes up, the next one will be Space Ghost. And then the one after that. Yeah, because Space Ghost is close to ready at this point. Yeah, that's pretty much done. And I need to get to work finishing the next one, which is truly epic. Speaking of truly epic. The finale of this chunk of Restory will be the next one. Uh, episode 10, the anniversary. <laughs> uh, we, we are, we're really excited to start 
uh, breaking ground on that one. And uh, I think the plan is after the 10th one is up, we'll kind of put it on pause for a little bit and try to get an enormous audience and then uh, go back to making, uh, I think, what, 45 minutes every day? Is that the plan? Just a new episode every day? Uh, I, um, you know, I have to get back to you on that one. Um, I, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the 10th episode is going to be probably one of the biggest ones we ever do. Uh, I've actually been casting for it. Um, we've got, uh, I think, uh, all told now we have, uh, four to five other voice actors other than Dan and I for this episode, which is really surprising, uh, because for the most part, it's just Dan and I being idiots in accents. Um, so yeah, speaking of, uh, apologies to all my Scottish ancestors for my (laughs) appalling accent in this episode (laughs) yeah and you know uh also from me just kind of a continuous rolling ongoing apology to the entire uh united kingdom uh for the uh caricature that is niles haver's bottom barrier uh i mean they did they brought it on themselves they kind of did i mean you know all those years of uh imperialism and and you know the sun never sets on your empire and you know but uh you know hey you brought us the young ones and the sex pistols so you're good in my book um all right i think that's it um go listen to the like arama and sit uh on your uh phone and just like desperately stab f5 on the uh, podcast.apple.com web link until episode 10 of uh restory comes out because you are a diehard fan yeah, and we haven't started it yet, so yes. you know, get used to pushing the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a press press F five to uh, bring fresh content directly to your face. Um, I've run out of things to say. How about you? Uh, yeah. Cool. Bye. Thanks for thanks for everything. Tell everyone that you love it and that they should love it too. Yeah. Tell do tell that. the rest of the world. Do the marketing for us, please. Yeah, we're bad at marketing, so do our job. Yes, okay. Thank you. Bye, bye, okay, bye.